Welcome to The Bottleneck. The Bottleneck is a podcast dedicated to the love of factory and automation games. We're here to bring you the latest news and game reviews in the genre. I'm your host, Dave, joined by my fellow co-host, longtime friend, and virtual drinking buddy, Chris. We have decades of gaming experience across a variety of gaming genres and have, in the past couple years, shared a deep appreciation for factory and automation games. As usual, we start by talking about our first bottleneck, what's in the glass? What do you got, Chris? Well, I got a beer that was gifted to me by my good friend here in town. He's a massive Rush fan, one of the biggest Rush fans I've ever met. And I'm drinking one of their limited releases called Rush Zana Brew by Henderson Brewing out of Canada. So it's a it's a Belgian strong. I would almost call it a quad. It's ten and a half percent. So a very funky. Got that. I don't think you like Belgians. So it's nope. A, but it's very it's about as Belgian-y of a Belgian as you can get. So it's in your Never face. Never met a quad I liked. So I <laughs> what about stay you? away from that. <laughs> yeah. So what about you? What are you drinking? Uh, I have a Three Floyds Munster Fest. It's their October Fest. Nice. Pretty tasty, like everything they do. Um, I'm especially excited because I got word recently that they're going to be reopening their brew pub. So What? That's yeah. amazing. Uh, hopefully by December, it sounded like. Very nice. So, I'm going to have to come pay you a visit you so we come can go. Visit. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and then this week in current events and news, start with the notable patches. What do you got for us, Dave? Desynced had a big quality of life update. Haven't actually managed to play it since, unfortunately. But it sounds like they added some more robust programming to it. So in desync, you program a bunch of units, like like units, to do a bunch of different stuff. Um, there's definitely some fleshing out needed in that programming, and it sounds like they've done that. Uh, one of the more interesting changes there is that they allow units to carry multiple items that you need to construct something, rather than making them make a single trip for each type of item that you need for that construction. It's always annoying and slowed things down a lot. And then Scorchlands made some significant changes to their combat system. Uh, this is another game that's still in early access and has some rough edges, but they're constantly polishing those edges up. And hopefully we'll get another gem here soon. In more general news around the genre, uh, Steam Next Fest had some good demos. Foremost among them, I would say, are Foundry and The Crust. Um, Foundry announced that they're being published by Paradox, and they came out with that demo. That's pretty exciting. And then the crust, we've both been in the beta test as well. That definitely shows some promise. Yeah, crust is really really seems to have been taken off lately, too. I notice uh, all the YouTubers seem to have jumped on it as one of the hot new games that's coming out. Yep. Tectonica's recent announcements have been about Mass gathering of plants, save slots, some performance improvements, and some bug fixes, especially with their monorail issues that they were seeing in earlier versions. Um, I'm looking forward to the next big update there, as always. 
And then Nova Lands announced a new island, an item collection filter, and some other cool things like the driller, the teleporter, and some ability to uh, customize your, your, your play style. So this is a way for you to, going back to the item collection filter, you set up what you want to auto-collect off the ground. That way you're not just picking up everything that's there. And that'll be a nice quality of life update when that one comes out. Just always collecting the poop from those stupid boars. Very yep. frustrating. <laughs> uh, the Planetary Annihilation developer, that's an RTS that sold a bunch of copies, released an announcement trailer for the sequel to Planetary Annihilation called Industrial Annihilation, which is a factory-building RTS. It looks quite interesting. Uh, it's still too early to get a really good impression of how Exactly, it will be, but the trailer looked neat. And they say some interesting things on the website, including the ability to delegate all the actual combat part to the AI, which is something that I would definitely do if I played a game like that. Early access is supposed to be coming in Q2 of 2024. And then Factorio keeps teasing additional information about the upcoming space age expansion and expansion to uh, the 2.0 version of the game. Um, a big one that I was very interested in were the elevated trains, the ability to get the trains up and over the buildings just uh, allows you to build a denser base or give you a little more flexibility, uh, move trains around with less likely that they're going to bottleneck or get stuck somewhere. And then one thing I really like is the quality update. So they're doing a quality one through five. And as you build, you have more a greater chance of building a higher quality item and you can recycle them back through. It's another big thing they sneak peeked is a, re a recycler, the ability to return the item back to its ingredients, which I thought was pretty neat. So just overall, Keep an eye out on the Friday fun facts that they do. And, uh, you know, they've been, they've been keeping their word and releasing one a week. So, yeah, a lot sure of interesting info out. coming out. Absolutely. I, one thing I don't remember seeing are you going to be able to run on the elevated train uh, rails? Sounds like a recipe for getting hit by a train, but. It also could be a, an interesting way to get around above your factory. I do not remember seeing anything in the release about that. So that'll be interesting indeed. And then Dyson Sphere program teased some gameplay footage and more information around Dark Fog, the upcoming combat features coming to the game. They've said that that will be out in December. All right. Hoping they follow through on that, and we'll get to play it soon. And then Railgrade was released into Steam with a small sale. It's a railroad-focused automation game, uh, one that's been out on Switch and from the Epic Store for some time. But if you're a fan of trains and the logistics around trains, this is very much up your alley, and I would suggest you check that one out. Thank you.
So this week's game review of the week is Mindustry by Anukin Dev. Mindustry is a factory building game with tower defense and RTS elements. Your job is to create an elaborate factory with the hopes of powering your turrets, producing units to ward off the enemy threat that's on the planet that you're on. You can capture enemy bases, expand your production, all while defending your core from waves of enemies. You can play this in a campaign mode or through custom maps and even maps found on the Steam Workshop. Overall, it's a game that was developed and meant for mobile. You'll definitely notice it's very cross-platform. The game experience you get on the PC will very much be the same experience you get on a tablet or on a cell phone. But overall, it's a pretty feature-rich pretty feature-rich factory game, and you'll see all the, the usual gameplay elements that you're used to. There's conveyor belts and smelters and miners and everything you like to see. So this is one that we decided to take a look at this week to give our impressions on, and hope you enjoy our review on it. Dave, what are your initial impressions? Uh, so... This game has been out for a very, very long time with a lot of significant updates. Um, it's honestly a little bit confusing to get into fresh at this point. Um, I played mostly on the PC in this round. I also own it for uh, iOS. I've played it some on my tablet and my phone in the past. Uh, this time when I started, I decided to dive into the campaign Eric here. I played through eight sectors of it, and then I took a quick stab at the free play as well. It was basically a totally different game in the free play that I found. Um, there are different resources, different buildings, different units. Um, the latest update, apparently update seven, I believe it is, that made some big changes and sort of introduced a lot of different things that or a significant change from previous versions. I tried playing some on the mobile tablet, on, on my mobile phone and tablet as well. Um, overall, it's a, a bit more of an RTS or tower defense game. Focuses on that more than, say, Factorio does with the Biters or other, you know, other more, more combat-y factory games. This is, I would say, one of the most combat-heavy of them all. Um, yeah, that's not my favorite category overall, but it does seem like it does an automation RTS quite well, especially since it's been around for forever and people have been playing it for a very long time and certainly got its devotees. What would you say about the gameplay of it, Chris? Yeah, so I've it sounds like I have a very similar amount of gameplay of this as you do. I'm around 10 hours of actual gameplay. I think Steam said I'm at 20, but uh, some of it ran idle at one point. I forgot to close it out. So about 10 hours of actual gameplay. Uh, I believe I'm through about six sectors or so. Um, I did unlock a fair bit of research, though, in those six sectors. I unlocked the fast conveyors, the more advanced miners. Um, I got a lot of the auto re the auto re repair 
buildings that you can unlock that'll repair your uh like your walls and your turrets and all that um i got to titanium and all the com- the all the components that come out of that got the water pumpers going and you know did a fair bit of research with it um overall i thought the gameplay was I mean, the gameplay, I mean, there's no real, like, story to it or anything, so you're not really playing along with the story. There's, you know, it's your typical, almost like an RTS uh, campaign, right, where, hey, fend off these guys, and we can move on to the next sector. You know, there's really not much else to it. Research is, is pretty typical for that type of game, where once you mine a specific resource it kind of unlocks that part of the tree that you then have to uh basically collect x amount of that item to then research the next one there's no research packs or research cores or anything um there's no time once you have enough of the item research is automatic right or not automatic but in, in instantaneous um I didn't think the combat, at least through the first six sectors, was all that hard. It was, uh, you know, I just found the choke points, fed up some copper or some lead up to it, and built a road turrets, and it was always just enough to fend off for that map. So I'm sure it gets a little more difficult as the game goes on, but it was nothing I encountered in the first 10 hours. I mean, outside of that, the you know, it's pretty much a mashup in my opinion of an automation game and tower D defense. I haven't really gotten into the RTS side of it yet. I did unlock units, but I haven't been able to use them yet. So I don't know really anything about that area of the game yet. I'm guessing that's where more of the RTS style comes into play at that point, but that's roughly where I'm at at this time. What about you, Dave? What's your thoughts on the gameplay? Yeah, so in the in the other campaign, the newer campaign, it's definitely more RTS heavy. Um, there's less of a focus on just pure defense, though obviously the defense is still important. But in most of the sectors, you you're not just defending against waves. You're also you need to go seek out the enemy core and destroy it as well. So you sort of need to fortify and grow your factory where you start out. Um, and maybe slowly expand over more of the map and fortify that that as well until you are able to build enough of an army to uh, crush your enemy. Um, You know, you need various resources to build units, and then you can command them. Uh, One thing I noticed is that in in the new campaign, you can't actually shoot yourself. You can heal buildings uh, by clicking on them, but you don't click to shoot like you do in the old campaign. So you're totally reliant on units and turrets to, to perform the combat piece. Um, now, generally speaking, the factory building starts out pretty simple. Definitely adds some complexity as you get more and more resources brought in. Um, there's some cool stuff around fluids, using different kinds of power generation. Definitely, definitely gets more complex than I expected from a game that started life as a mobile game and is still a viable mobile game. So that was neat. Um, My spaghetti got pretty ridiculous in some of these levels. There's not a whole lot of space and you're building 
all the resources are all pretty tight and close together. I'm trying to jam all these pipes and ducts and conveyor belts all on top of each other. Uh, it made for some some fun puzzles to figure out how to get item A to location B. There are a lot of useful tools for the logistics, like bridges for going over other items or routers or junctions. I mean, I don't think we've mentioned specifically is that it's all totally flat 2D. You're building just completely completely over a 2D plane. There are walls that you can't really do anything about, though there are some logistical items that are introduced in this more advanced campaign or later designed campaign where you can like shoot things over walls and shoot uh, containers full of resources over the wall or shoot containers filled with uh, units over a wall so that you can attack in a different area that you couldn't access before, things like that. Um, Yeah, there's, there's a lot of depth here, more than I honestly expected when I first picked it up. Um, in terms of balance, moving on from gameplay, uh, I feel like it doesn't always explain itself particularly well. Perhaps that has to do with the campaign I played, but I lost a few sectors where there would be something crazy happening. Um, you know, I would I would fulfill the objective that was listed and then like, okay, now you need to do this one thing. And I had sort of sold out to do that objective and all of a sudden there are more enemies that I need to deal with and I was not prepared to deal with them. Um, but that's probably more my failing than the games. Uh, whenever I knew what I was doing, it generally seemed pretty easy. It wasn't that hard to fortify uh, all my bases. Like you said, it's not wasn't ever really a huge challenge protecting yourself. And in the end, I just kind of let my units build up while I expanded my factory and fortified. And then once I had a sort of stack of doom, as you would have in a turn-based strategy game, I would just send that after the enemy. And no matter how many turrets they had, I'd be able to get through them. They would just keep sending two or three units at me at once and never really seriously challenge my defenses. Uh, what do you think about the balance? Yeah, I mean, once, as you said, once you get the, at least from the campaign I played, once I had enough of a defense, the, the incoming threat really wasn't an issue anymore. Uh, really wasn't that hard to set up. I mean, you can end up stacking you know, 10 to 20 of the big B beginner turrets that fire copper, right? And that basically defended against every attack that it that was incoming. Um, the resources, uh, at least from what I could see so far, are unlimited. There's no limit to them. The only kind of limiting factor that I've seen so far in the campaign is the lack of build space. I've had to get creative and... You know, I'm putting the uh, the carbon factory is over here, and the and the uh, the was a ther- therm fight or whatever is over in this area, and and the glass factory is over here, and then I have these you know 500 tile long conveyor belts to pipe it all back to the main base. 
or next to the next part. And yeah, it was definitely got spaghetti over time. Um, there may be other methods of logistics I haven't unlocked yet. I didn't cheat and look at the wiki or anything. I'm kind of being surprised by what's available as I play. So I'm not really sure. You know, maybe the maps get more build space. I imagine they do based on some screenshots. But, you know, do I get more creative logistics like trains or bots or any of that down the road? I don't know yet. So surprise is yet to be seen. I would I would recommend trying out the other campaign at some point. Um, there's definitely so all your all pretty much everything requires power in the other one. Power is yeah, I got power handled differently. Okay. Um, so like I noticed that it when I played the campaign you're playing that like the basic miners don't require any power. You could just spam them endlessly. But yeah, even the other the, one, even the second. Even the second level miners don't require power still. Yeah. It's not until you start to get into smelters and all that that you start to get into power. I think that's a useful balance change they made there that makes it not quite so um, space-reliant for the limiting factor. It makes another limiting factor that's more interesting. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, from a balance standpoint, it's... I'd definitely consider this casual, even with the combat that's in it. I don't, and it's perceived the, the enemies as much of a threat, at least at this time. So, and, and even if your core did get blown up, if you entered back into the sector, everything was there that you had, at least in the campaign I played, you didn't have to rebuild anything. You just resumed where you left off. You just had to start the waves over from, from phase one. Yeah, in the other campaign, when a core blows up, everything around it blows up too. I don't know if that was the case. That's not in the other one. Ah, yeah, I think that makes more sense. You, you basically have to restart from scratch, and and the one I did. Ah. Interesting. So then the controls on this. So I did have good intentions. I was going on a trip, so I specifically wanted to play Mindustry on the Steam Deck. However, I never got an opportunity to, even on the airplane. By the time, it was a short flight, so I never actually got a chance to take the Steam Deck out to play it. So I only played this on PC, at least the latest version. I did play the older versions on a tablet, and the controls did seem okay, but I'll be honest, I had big hands, and my fat fingers made it hard to move buildings around or rotate them or... uh, just to move belts around and make sure they're going in the right direction and all that. So I don't think the controls are terrible on the tablet. I didn't think they were the greatest, but that's more of my, you know, physical build than anything on the PC. I didn't have any issues with the controls and a couple of the hotkeys are, are a little off, but once I got used to everything, I was able to navigate and build pretty efficiently. Uh, the only thing was finding the buildings in the little menu in the bottom right. Um, I didn't get any hotkeys or anything set up. If there is any, I didn't look for it, to be honest. And some of the buildings may not be in the menu that you think they're going to be in, or the menus not are, aren't in the order you would want. But that's me yeah, trying to find the something. Same too. Right, yeah. There's not, not enough visual fidelity to them to really differentiate. Yeah, so... 
Exactly. So that's, you know, if I'm nitpicking, trying to find something wrong with it, that's, that's kind of the only annoyance I really had. What about you? What do you think of them? Yeah, I, I felt pretty much the same uh, when I played it on mobile, especially on my phone. It was really hard to build. My fingers aren't quite as fat as yours, but they're still not, not skinny enough to control this game well right. on a phone. On PC, everything was super smooth. You know, using mouse and keyboard was easy peasy. There were some weird hot keys. Um, and yeah, finding what you wanted in the menu was tough. I sometimes have to pause while I dug through the menus and figure out exactly what I was building. And every time I wanted to go to the research menu, I would hit R or T, and it would bring up some other menu that I did not want because who the hell binds research to J? Doesn't make any <laughs> sense. I'm pretty sure you can rebind keys in the settings as well. I just never got around to it. I just yeah. wanted to be angry. Always more fun that way. <laughs> um, speaking of the the models of the different buildings, um, the graphics are fine. You can tell it's a bit of an older mobile-focused game. Everything's sprites. They're they're reasonable. Like they they look fine, but it's hard to differentiate. Some of them, like we mentioned, um, the units in the new in the newer campaign that I did are definitely a little more polished than some of the older stuff from the other campaign. Uh, they're they're a lot prettier. The turrets they're none of the like one or I haven't yet unlocked any one tile turrets. They're all four tile and they're very detailed compared to like the little tiny copper shooting turret that you start with in the other campaign. The music is fine. It's a bit repetitive. You know, you can be playing for a while and there's not that much variation. And the sound effects are pretty good. What do you think of the graphics and sound? Yeah, I thought, you know, it was definitely, you could definitely tell it has mobile game roots. It's very much a, it feels like that, a mobile game that you're playing on the PC. I understand that. I get it. It's perfectly fine. The graphics suit the game and the play style. Definitely not groundbreaking by any means, but, you know, we've stated this many times in other reviews that that's not a bad thing in this genre, right? Like, this genre is not always about groundbreaking graphics, right? Like, it's always gameplay first with this, and, and I think for this game, it works just fine. I, I, like you, I had a little bit of an issue with the sprites when you're looking at your your rows of belts and all that differentiating a router from a junction from all the other ones, right? It's confusing and how they work are it. it it's, I don't know. It's, it's just, in, it's very interesting, right? It's not like I'm, I'm used to a smart splitter, for instance, in satisfactory where you tell it the right output is the one where you want the output first and then do the overflow to the other one, you know? And this one, it's the overflow goes forward. Well, what's forward from what? <laughs> is it up on the map? Is it forward from wherever the belt enters? I'm guessing it's from wherever the belt enters. So, you know, it's just be nice if there was a little bit more detail on those sprites that tell you what's in, what's out, and all that. But And I do think um, they changed, so 
you actually don't use conveyor belts in the other uh, the other campaign. It, they replaced them with ducks, and visually, they're I would say easier to understand than the conveyor belts in the older version. Sounds like I need to play that uh, that other campaign. So then let's talk about the weight of the game. Um, I as stated before, I think this is a casual game. I don't, at no point did I feel like I was under duress or anything. I did lose a couple cores, but seeing that I basically respawned and just picked up where I left off and restarted the waves, no big deal. Um, once the sector is clear to the threat you basically have a sandbox at that point and can build to your heart's content so you just max out your storage and then move on to the next one giving yourself a nice jump start so um thought it was pretty easy but again i've only paid through about a half a dozen sectors so far what'd you think about it yeah similar um you know and you did have to restart from scratch in campaign I played. I only did that twice, I think, uh, in the eight sectors, which is, you know, 25% failure rate. That's, um, I would say, reasonable for someone who's not very good at this type of game like me. Uh, it's, it's never too crazy hard, but it gives you a little bit of challenge. Uh, I wish it were a little bit less the challenge comes from not telling you how things work exactly and more that you know it's a more organic challenge but i'm not exactly sure how to do that without making it frustrating so um i'm i'm pretty happy with the the difficulty level and how how casual it is there are a lot of different maps presumably there are different levels of intents uh, especially the uh, created ones, the player created ones. It looks like there are two modes that those maps can be. There's survival mode where things slowly ramp up, the waves attacking you over time, getting harder and harder, or uh, where you need to actually conquer the, the cores of the enemies on the map. So that's, that's a nice, nice set of different things, sort of different challenges you can face between those two modes. Well, that blends well, anyways, into the replayability and modding aspects. Like I've said, there are maps available on Steam Workshop. Campaign maps aren't procedural, but there's so many of them to keep you interested over a long time. I mean, it's a pretty long campaign, is my understanding. Um, you know, it's not something you're likely to want to play five or six times, but... Once you've played through the campaign, playing through some of the maps that you find either delivered with the game or from the community will definitely keep you occupied for a long time. I'm a fan of the Steam Workshop integration. I like that when developers integrate it natively. Uh, you know, most of the items I saw on there are going to be those additional maps, as you said. And then I did see some blueprints in there as well for different factory layouts seem to be the extent of the available items on steam workshop so i like that i like the replayability there's you know the map customization and all that 
can build your own maps. So that's a nice, nice way to give it a little bit more life. It looks like there so are mods. Um, you can create your own sprites or custom sounds or custom items in the game. Um, but yeah, like like you said, I didn't really see that on Steam Workshop. I don't know if it's purely a you know you can send it to other people, link to your GitHub or whatever, wherever you stored your files. But yeah, that that is a thing you can do. I haven't looked at any of those mods yet, though. Yeah, and and they are out there. Um, I think based on the numbers, mods account for like less than 5% of everything that's on the workshop. So it's just not a couple hundred out of almost 10,000 items there. So then overall, what's your, uh, what's kind of your final thoughts on it? Um, you know, the mobile game roots show here, it's very fun in small doses. Uh, for my taste, it's really not enough pure factory building for the way I like to play. But it's definitely a neat little RTS slash tower defense slash factory game. And if you like all of those genres, you will probably absolutely love this one and need to give it a shot. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I, you know, I had a lot of fun with it. I used to play it pretty heavily on the tablet, but I think that was like version 4.0 or something back in the day, definitely several years ago. Um, kind of surprised at how much it's pro progressed over the years from what I played the last time. So I do like that they're giving it a lot of love and continuing to evolve it. Uh, I personally, you know, I'm going to play it as a mobile game when, you know, we're out traveling when I'm third wheeling it somewhere or something, right? Something I could play on the road and get that that factory itch. So um, am I going to go play it on the PC often, given games like DSP and Factorio and Tectonica? Uh, probably not, but definitely on the road. So, Yeah, I'll probably give it a, a shot a little more on my phone or tablet, too. So then where, where can we find this, Dave? Well, it is on Steam and Google Play and the Apple App Store, as we've mentioned. It's also on itch.io. The main website is ministrygame.github.io. I've got a lot of information there. It is free to download on itch.io and the... Uh, Google Play Store. But if you want to support the developers, which we always encourage, you can also buy it on Steam or on the Apple App Store. And as always, you can donate on itch.io as well. As you find those choke points to use as bottlenecks for the enemy units in Mindustry, What's the bottleneck that you've got in your glass right now? Well, I have moved on to a more local beer. This is a Prickly Pear IPA by Grand Canyon Brewing Company. I believe it's out of Williams, Arizona. Uh, a lot of people know Williams as 
kind of the last city on the way to the Grand Canyon. So makes sense that it would be Grand Canyon Brewing. But overall, it's kind of a funky IPA. It's kind of got a weird, a weird taste to it. I'll be honest. I'm not a big fan of it. Something weird about it I, I can't even describe. So it got a pretty color, though. Just like anything else that's prickly pear, it's got that hot pink color to it. And it's got the it makings of something it. going for it. Yeah. But overall, yeah, there's that fruit's bringing something that I don't know. Maybe it's not the best uh, version of a prickly pear IPA I've tasted, but yeah, it is what it is. What about you? What do you got? Um, I'm still keeping my drinking down a little bit, mm-hmm. but with the uh, several month old and have a a pulled groin as well, which is making my life a lot harder. So I'm moved to a non-alcoholic peach goza from Partake Brewing. Um, This one, uh, honestly, it's almost tastes like a seltzer. It's like, it's very, very light. Uh, I always make fun of the like LaCroix, the the fruit flavors in it are uh, they, when they bottle it, they have someone in the room next door whispering the name of the fruit. That's uh, <laughs> the amount of fruit flavor in those seltzers. Um, I've never never been a big fan of those. Uh, this has maybe a, a tiny bit more flavor than that, but not as much as I'd like. But it's still pretty refreshing. It doesn't taste too bad. Yeah, as my nephew likes to call it, it's, it's spicy water. Those seltzers, right? Yeah. (laughs) So outside of this beer, uh, what other games have you been playing lately? Uh, The factory game zone, uh, mostly ministry, but I've also started getting into Evo space a little bit. This one is a much uh, slower and more complex factory game than a lot of others. I'd like to do a review on it at some point, but I'm probably, let me see how many hours I have in this game. Um, It's, like I said, very complex. I am three hours in, and I'm still working on automating, like, the most basic things. Nice. It's got heat. It's got rotational power. It's got electric power. It's got a lot of different mechanics going on. It's really interesting. It's 3D, sort of voxely. Um, it, it's a very interesting one. It's it's easy to bounce off of. There's terrible tutorialization, but if you actually manage to get claw your way past the initial hurdles, I've found it to be really interesting and compelling. Definitely want to talk more about that in the future. Um, also played some of the Foundry demo during Next Fest and a little bit of the crust between the beta test and Next Fest. Those are both really enjoyable, and I'm very much looking forward to full release or further release for both of those games. Outside of the Factory Game Sphere, uh, I bought Harvestella on sale for the Switch. Haven't played a ton of it yet, but I plan to soon. Uh, sort of the sweet spot of JRPG and farm game. Uh, really, it's the spot for me. How about you? What have you been playing? 
Well, most of my time was consumed uh, outside of industry playing Path of Exile, but this league is starting to get towards the end, so putting less and less hours into that as it goes. You know, leagues are only three three months long, and I think we're in the final month at this point. Uh, outside of that and Mindustry, for some reason, I started playing Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 again. Just some, just got some weird bug where I needed to play it, so put a couple hours into that earlier today and yesterday, and I don't know what it is True about classic. it, but I, yeah, it's just a... Uh, you know, just exactly what you said, a true classic, and it's a lot of fun to play. And outside of that, uh, launched Factorio the other day, just keep my skills sharp, make sure I still know what I'm doing in the game. And just like riding a bike came all back to me within the first 20 minutes. So no issues there. Thank you for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed our first impressions and look into the factory and RTS game called Mindustry. If you have any suggestions for us, please let us know. Feel free to join us on our Discord server where we talk about automation and factory games, ask questions about game mechanics, and discuss upcoming releases. Or you can head over to our website, bottlenightgaming.com, and check out our games database. See what else is going on in the factory game world. We'll see you next time. And as always, the factory must grow.